0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cuties Talk The Bachelor. Um, Today is our second podcast uh, where we are recapping episode eight of Matt James' Bachelor season.
1: And today is recapping the hometown episode. So we get to meet all the families and it should be interesting
0: yes and this is one of my favorite um like hometowns it's one of my favorite places because you really get to see the interaction between the bachelor and the woman uh, but also the interaction between the the contestants and their families and also the interfamiliar interactions between the parents and the children the parent and the other parent um so this is very very interesting so yeah, I think
1: this I think this season was probably maybe it was just how I was um how I was like looking at things and perceiving all the interactions, but it definitely seemed like we we really like saw some interesting connections between the contestants and their families, which I thought was like really kind of cool. and um because of those interactions, we learned some really cool things about Matt James, which, um, I've been waiting for all season because we just haven't been shown very much of this man and he has some really fascinating parts of his life, so I'm excited.
0: Yay! About learning more about The Bachelor in what? week eight of his season. <laughs> I know,
1: right? It's like the end. Let's get to know this guy. Um so yeah, so it opens up and of course with all the clips of the family being skeptical. Like, they always do that to us, like, oh, none of the family's going to approve of this guy, so we're, um, we're jumping right into those previews, and I, it crossed my mind. I was just like, well, yeah, and they always kind of make it seem so, like, angst-ridden to go meet the family instead of, like, excited. Like, in real life, getting to meet the family, yeah, sure, you're nervous, but there's also this sense of like, oh, wow, I'm ready for this. Like, oh, I'm going to go meet his mom. Like, it's, it's like a natural progression. And I think that how much like anxiety is shown on this, it shows like how a lot of these people probably are not um, living either daily lives or dating lives um, in close connection with their immediate family. Sometimes like, I mean, I know my personal close friends they do keep their dating life kind of separate from their family and the their their boyfriend or girlfriend only kind of meets the family after like several months to even a year where it's like okay now we're really serious we know what's going on here
0: and the issue is that when you are bringing somebody to meet your family you know them like there is Mm -hmm. you know I, when I brought my husband to meet my family, I knew them, I knew him as a person. We've been dating for a few months. We uh, knew each other. We served together very closely for like a year before he met my family. And I mean, we we weren't dating at that time. So when we actually started dating, dating, it was like three months. But by that time, I knew him as a person. I knew what he liked. I knew what he disliked. I knew like exactly. what he did in the morning when he just woke up. I knew his taste in food. I knew his, you know, his preferences. But here, they, they weren't didn't-
1: meeting his family. He wasn't meeting your family to get to know you. It was just another like added part I mean like yes you do like see different parts of you know your your others um like personality through their family and stuff and it it does give a lot of color it's a really important step but it's not like oh um so
0: let me learn something new about you while meeting your own family and your family will tell me all your secrets and it's like no we we share that way beforehand um so meeting family was just (laughs) another layer to who he was and that was it it was not like like getting to know you deeper you know episode of our life um so i see that as another anxiety inducing thing for the women and for the men when when they get to when the bachelor or the bachelorette gets to meet the other the family they are like okay Like, I don't know exactly this person. Like, I've never seen him angry. Like, what if my dad says something that will be kind of unsavory? How will he react? Like, what if my mom questions one or second thing? Like, I don't know what he will say because we never talked about that. So I think the source of their anxiety is not knowing the person that they are meeting. And we as viewers this especially this season we are also we know very very little a little about the the bachelor we also know very little about the the women um so i kind of understand i was also a little bit like I don't know, this is a not a fictional show, but like it's a produced show. But I still have yeah. you know those feelings right. of like, oh my goodness, like how will the dad respond and how will the mom and I know yeah. that it was like it was all produced, they will show us only the the interesting bits, but there was still a little bit of that like humanity where I'm like, Oh honey, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So Matt is like working out again in his art museum, as I like to call it. And my husband's like, man, he's working out harder than his trainer on the screen. And he's like, um, I maybe it was his nerves because he's he's telling the camera like how nervous he is to meet these families. And then we see Chris Harrison walk in and he's giving the girls a pep talk about hometowns and The girls, um, start telling us how, and Chris, how every family is everything. And of course my thought is, okay, so if family is everything, I'm curious to know what they're going to say about all y'all's behavior this whole season. (laughs) Bunch of rude people, except for Michelle. I mean, Michelle was, or Michelle was victim to some of it.
0: I, I will say that the girls that are left right now, we have not seen them, um, participate in the horrible bullying and the bad behavior um actually i don't think we have seen a single one of them like serena i've never witnessed her at least it wasn't shown to us that she participated nor did rachel nor did michelle nor did brie like brie was pretty Uh. much non-existent like most of the (laughs)
1: Brie didn't get a lot of screen time, but we did see Brie and Serena kind of get really heated about um, Heather's arrival. I do remember that. and um, So that was unfortunate, but it's not anywhere near what the other girls are doing now. Yeah, so we find out that Serena's mom and dad and sister have arrived at the resort. And Rachel's mom and dad and... Uh, Trinity is that her sister as well? Yes, they looked identical, so I'm sure. <laughs> and then Michelle's parents are here, and Bree's mom, her tiny little squishy baby sister, and her best friend are here. So,
0: I'm excited when we to get to the baby them. sister, I have a few, I have a few thoughts and comments. We jump into Michelle's and Matt's um, date. So we learned that Michelle is from Minnesota. And you know, they have forests and they go on a lot of nature rides and stuff like that. So they are going on um on a bike ride. and that goes right up Matt Matt's alley because he's just a bike riding junkie. He is episode his uh, Instagram stories are like, oh, at 32 mile ride, bike ride. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> No wonder you're that right.
1: <laughs> he was definitely having fun with us with his date too where he was just goofing off and he was like riding sporadically around Michelle and she's just cracking up like what are you doing you crazy man but they start talking about kids and um Matt reminds us that Michelle was brought in week 3 which I I had forgotten up to that point. I did not remember that Michelle was the newcomer.
0: So um We also, Matt, he also um, points out that him and Michelle are matching. They're wearing these light blue uh, shirts. That was kind of cute. But um, so they are talking about kids. And if I think it's. I think it's kind of, It's super attractive when men, they talk about children when they um, interact with kids. Like when my husband interacts with our son, it just so, like it melts my heart. I'm like, my ovaries are popping.
1: <laughs> it's very endearing.
0: So I think Michelle was probably melting Because, you know, and the thing is, we do know that Matt likes children because he has the ABC food tours that he does in New York and other places where they bring um, kids from elementary schools, middle schools, from, you know, the more unfortunate districts and places around the the city to experience new foods, uh, to experience, uh, to, to have new experiences in a lot of different things they take them to gyms and they exercise with them and they take them to uh, nurseries and gardens to teach them about fresh food and then they take them to fancy restaurants where they get to try stuff that they never tried in their life well sometimes i have never tried in my life and i mean i can eat anything and everything (laughs) i want to but like uh, just you know so they are they are talking about kids and it's very, very attractive. And I think Michelle was very attractive yeah, too. They
1: definitely are super compatible. Yeah, they're attractive. You can tell that they have great chemistry together. Matt James is very expressive when he likes these girls. Like when when it's a girl that he's like on the fence about, we see like his facial expressions just shut down. So with Michelle, he is lit up like, you know, a light bulb. He is super happy. He's playful. They, they seem to have like a really good sense of humor together, um, which I think is really important. And they're talking about kids like nonstop. She has like well, she's a teacher, and so um, which we see as she wa- as they walk into the, the like theater area because all of her students are on Zoom, and Matt is just like overjoyed. They're both just laughing and so excited to talk to these kids, which I think is a huge sign of compatibility. And I would be really excited if like I had such a strong connection in my life with these interests. And then he was like, "Oh yeah, absolutely," and. So all the kids are so excited to see her, which was so cute. I and loved
0: this date. Out To how good of a teacher she is, because yes. I can't remember my teachers who made a big impact on my life. So I think, you know, because of the the excitement that the students displayed when they saw her, you know, I do think that and just. Knowing a little bit about her, the the interactions that we see between her and the other women, we have to say she is 27. So she's older um, than most of the other girls.
1: So the kids, they start asking Matt James questions and they are legit questions. Like, these are serious. I don't think the kids came up with these questions but still they're asking have you kissed um how many girlfriends do you have are you gonna have babies how that you- was so cute like,
0: it made me laugh the the baby so question also they asked- and he says
1: yes <laughs> he says I want to have lots
0: of kids so And I that mean- was cute And the thing is, again, that question of compatibility, like, you know, they're getting Mm -hmm. to know each other more through those ones. Um, One of the first questions that was asked to him by Evie was what Michelle has taught him. And um, he said to be more open minded. And I thought that was a very good answer. Um, You know, we want to have somebody as a partner who will, you know, who will challenge us and who will stretch our mental capacities and uh, who will encourage us to be better and I do see Michelle bringing those things out of Matt James and we do see how you know how there's all kinds of sparks not only you know and and compatibility is not only a chemistry, uh, but also in their conversations, they are compatible in that way.
1: The kids give him like two thumbs up, which makes her super happy. But everything I see from the two of them is that they just have so much chemistry together. Like they're touching, they're smiling, they're happy, they're laughing, like a lot of positive things. And it wasn't just like crazy fun. It was like, it definitely seemed more like intimate happiness. Like, I don't know how to explain that other than that. But, um, she shares that having a guy be part of her life with the kids is what she's been missing before. Mm -hmm. And she says that she is falling for him. So I think like, she's definitely like a top, a top, uh, forerunner for who Matt would probably end up with like they do have so much chemistry she's like one of my if i had to choose the top two right now it would be her at the top
0: probably Mm -hmm. Um, and matt asks michelle why did she come on to the show and she says that matt himself is the reason why um why he, she came to the show and we do know that before the the season started um i think it was mike flies who said that they had just so 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 many women um sign up for the show uh, when they announced matt james just such a you know they have the regular amount of people that usually sign up for the show but when they announced matt james the the application started pouring in so i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that chose between the people who um from the girls who were there specifically for matt so and michelle is one of them and then she tells the camera that she is falling in love with uh, matt so
1: yeah so she goes right into um they the both of them they go right into meeting um her parents and um I thought it was really sweet that when they met like Matt just kind of like hung back and let her have like that reunion with her parents and waited to be introduced, which was really cool. I think that's a very fun part of bringing your family in and he didn't just like jump in like, Oh yeah, I'm Matt. He, you know, she got to introduce him. I, th- I just love that. It was like small, maybe it wasn't intentional, but it was really fun to watch. And I love her parents. They're super cute.
0: (laughs) Yes. And um, I believe that uh, we learned that uh, her parents are just hashtag couple goals. And um, so her dad, he is Indian, I believe. And her mom is white. And then um, her mom, she just makes these very amazing observations about their relationship. And she is saying how... The mom is noticing how Matt is looking at Michelle all like lovey-dovey. And she is loving that for her daughter because mm-hmm. she's like, you know, which mom does not want right. that for her kid to be loved by, you know, their, their yeah. partner or their possible partner. Um, So, yeah. And then her dad, he is worried about um, the fact that Matt is – dating other girls as well and we see this as a theme throughout this episode um, where the parents are worried about that and we actually see that every single hometown date where they're like okay what makes my daughter or son stand apart from the other three people that you are still dating which is such a bizarre thing so michelle he she goes talking to her dad i believe and her dad asks her about matt and what she likes about him and she says that michelle says that she likes matt's um charity work with children uh, with the kids and how that is super close to her and how you know they found that connection even in in their field of work and then um his dad uh her michelle's dad asks her if matt proposes what will she say and michelle says that she will say yes and then we see that um and then michelle tells her mom that matt did not tell her that he is in love with her yet so those words even you know maybe she mentioned that to him uh, but he did not reciprocate that yet um so and her mom looks a little bit worried about that and i mean i would be too because it's like okay you are like a week and a half away from proposing and you did not tell somebody that you love them you know or you're falling in love or in lust
1: they kind of brush um Rush past it. Well, no, they talk about it, but in a in a vague way. We don't know the details, but they allude to Michelle having difficult relationships in the past, and that her parents were her support during those times of her life. And so, this is this is another reason why her parents would be more um, more concerned, and um, just. Caring over her emotions in even more of a way because if you're not there for it then you're like okay well I trust your judgment you know you're you pick yourself up after these things all the time but it's like they're probably maybe a little bit more personally invested having helped her through something like that um I think that it shows that they really are a close-knit family
0: okay I have to correct myself because I'm looking at my notes. Um, so Michelle tells her dad that Ma didn't tell her that he is in love with her yet. Um, so that makes dad, her dad a little bit worried. Um, and then we see Matt's conversation with her dad. And he tells her that he is willing to move for Michelle
1: and that was so interesting
0: and her dad I was watching her dad's facial expression and it was a little bit puzzled because I don't think he really um I don't know I will not say that he didn't understood that but I think he was like Mm -hmm. why you know like you guys need to like figure out that (laughs) together but you know from my side i was like that's a very like sweet thing of him to say and if he's really truly willing to move for her that does show his the seriousness of his intentions you know just somebody willing a lot of
1: connections and he Matt's very connected to his life in New York. So to hear her her dad ask, you know, are you in love? And Matt says he is falling in love with her. So he's already said that he, you know, is falling in love with Rachel. We've seen that. But then um, he he says he's falling in love with her. And when his dad is like, well, what happens in real life? He's like, no, I would be willing to move to Minnesota to be part of her life. That is something that Michelle has specifically told us that was missing in her previous relationships. And that would be quite a sacrifice for the um, connections that Matt has in New York.
0: Yes. Um, And then we see Michelle's conversation with her mom and, um, Michelle tells her mom that he's the one. And they do have that conversation about her past relationships and the hurt that she went through. And then she's like, Oh, I believe that Matt is the one. And then her mom asks if she sees her dad in Matt. And that really s- struck a chord in me because I was like, start thinking about my own personal relationships and like other people. And they're like, Okay, you do kind of seek somebody who is like your parent. You know, like in your husband, Mm. you're kind of looking and I think it's not such a logical thing more than like an intuitive thing, because we never like come out and be like, okay, I want somebody like my dad. I've never said that. But after, you know, being married to my husband for four and a half years, I'm like, he is so similar to my dad in in these all these things. And I was never seeking that out. But intuitively, I kind of gravitated towards that. You know, do you see your dad in your husband? Yeah.
1: Yeah, in a lot of ways that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed when we first married, or when we were first dating, I was almost a little more surprised that he wasn't you know, like my dad, just because my dad had a lot of characteristics and how he treated my mom and respect and all of that, that I did want in a husband. I wanted somebody who wanted a family and wanted to work hard and, you know, wanted to provide. And so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that I was looking for. And when I met my husband, he was like, he's total opposite of my father in so many ways. Um, but as we've, as we've been married these 10 years, I've looked and it's been like, oh, wow, no, there's, it's not about like personality traits and stuff like that. It's about the values that you share together. And so that's kind of what, um, Michelle's mom points out and like, not just saying like, oh yeah, is he just like your dad? Like that seems a little like almost gross, but she clarifies like in how he always puts me first and he cares after me. And those are, that just proves that, um, not only is Michelle's dad, a great guy and how he treats his wife and daughter, but that they've actively taught Michelle to look for those characteristics in her mate. And I just thought that that was really great. Cause yeah, you do, you do kind of do that even if you're not paying attention because your values that you grew up with, they do come through. It was interesting that, her parents, as as hesitant as they were about the whole relationship, once they heard both sides of Matt and Michelle's stories, they came to a place where they could just accept the relationship and they were just like, okay, well, you know, we're going to support you no matter what, we're, whatever you choose.
0: They said that they are ready to make him a part of their family.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really cool to see that. It was like, that's a, that's a lot, you know, that's a very significant uh type of approval
0: yes um and that really warmed up my heart and I don't I think that that her parents would be like the least, the least intimidating in-laws out of them all like where you could like yeah. they they would be chill like you could you know yeah like they would not be controlling or anything like that just because of like their own relationship how secure they are in that so they are secure mm-hmm. in their daughter and like her ability of making those right choices for herself
1: they were all having such like great chemistry the four of them and they they're playing basketball on the back on the back patio and they're hugging and um it was just like a really friendly end to the family portion and um so they go to the, the the porch conversation and she says like that her emotions have increased after seeing Matt with her family. And she tells him that she's falling in love with him. I'm so happy. And he
0: did not say it back.
1: It was sad, but still like, he's, he's very expressive. It was like his typical, like, thank you for telling me that. But he's very expressive with his nonverbal cues and he had lots of smiles and he was going in for the kisses. So he's still, I, it was significant for him to not tell her back because he did say that to her father. Mm -hmm. And yet he was very like, like there was a lot of positive confirmation to what she had just said you still see so much chemistry with them
0: yeah and i think maybe he was trying to avoid the ben higgins um mistake of (laughs) telling both of the girls that he loves them until he is like for sure because we do see that he jumped the gun with rachel you know he told her like on Mm -hmm. their one-on-one like three weeks ago that he loves her so maybe the producers or even himself he's like okay I need to like slow down with my role and be like okay let me you know let me take this slower and like make sure that I don't make that mistake Mm -hmm. of giving somebody that hope while it's not there you know like because that heartbreak it would be much much bigger than you know than what we see and there was a very cute part where the the after the basketball like Matt kisses um uh, Michelle and then like we see her dad just like sneaking a kiss on his mom and that was so cute. So now we see um the second hometown episode which is Rachel's and we see her drive up in a very very beautiful car. So and she tells the camera that she um values um, communication, honesty, and trust and the in a relationship and she tells that to matt so and she asks if matt is ready to trust her and he says yes so she whips out a blindfold and she blindfolds him and matt he's telling us that he likes surprises so and we see them drive up to a um to a hangar where there's an airplane and she lets him take off the um, blindfold and she reveals that they are going skydiving. And
1: so this date has been done before. Um, This is like the exact date that Taysha did with Colton Mm -hmm. blindfold and all. And so I just couldn't help but think like, oh, the producers are like, running out of ideas. <laughs> and so this seemed like something that was like, okay, what can we do? Like, let's, you know, dredge up on old date. But I mean being a very interesting date for the two of them
0: and I think that the dates like there's only so many things you can do you know as dates and especially when they are in a pandemic filming in one location so I do understand a little bit you know why they did that because it was a you're right it was a ended up being a very very interesting date for them and yeah no it definitely
1: did because I think too that in regards to like the personalities, I think this date was much more suited for Rachel and Matt than when previously done with Tatian Colton. It, it's just it, it freaks me out because I don't know that I, <laughs> I'm gonna do skydiving. But so my um my husband is an engineer and he was loving telling me all of the uh, the technicalities of this date or whatever. So when the guy's like, "Okay, we're gonna free fall twelve thousand feet and open a pair, open the parachute at five thousand feet," so that is forty seconds of free falling out of an airplane, like nothing.
0: Having done I'm that, freaked out. having so I've been skydiving. That was the funnest part of it all, but also like your heart is like in your throat and also in like (laughs) in your feet at the same time you're like oh my gosh what if this doesn't open up but then you are like you feel it's it's an indescribable feeling where you are just like i can die but i'm flying (laughs) like there's nothing preventing me from like dying except like the person that's strapped to your back so and uh, the it killed me when they showed the instructors. So it was tandem skydiving. So tandem skydiving is when two people, um, when there's a experienced person and an unexperienced person, um, jumping out together. And the guy sitting, the guy who Rachel is skydiving with, he looks 12 and I'm like I need to see your papers I need to see your driver license I need to see like your your certification from your like skydiving certification like I will need to see some documentation that you are of legal age to do this well and I would like a
1: little follow-up as well because as the as the date progresses but they're pretty nervous in the plane and Rachel goes if I die, I'm glad I'm dying with you. And he's like, well, thanks for the reassurance. And I'm just like, okay, so they, they're they freaked out. Like, this isn't just like, yeah, babe, let's fall out of the plane. And Rachel tells the camera in the air that she's literally falling for Matt. And I thought that was clever.
0: Top tiered that joke there. Oh yeah.
1: And and now we come back to really needing the certification from this uh twelve year old that's strapped to Rachel's back because Matt comes down perfectly fine, you know, he's taller than the guy behind him and he's got his knees up and they have a perfect landing. And he looks behind him, and Rachel and her, you know, tandem faller, whatever, um, they hit the ground and hard. She's bites the dust and i am shocked that she didn't like break her nose or something
0: yes and i will say maybe it was not even his fault because we do see that it was quite windy there
1: yeah, you can see the parachute is kind of leaning over. So maybe the other thing about it too is not necessarily like his skills or anything, but the fact that she's a small person, and the guy was a small person and Matt and his instructor didn't really have any problem with the landing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because they were bigger people and they had a little bit more like bottom heavy weight mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but regardless, like...
0: Or maybe we need to see his, certific- his certification.
1: Maybe it's a little of both, (laughs) but Matt's like freaked out and he is, you can see he's scared and he runs to her and her hair is just like completely mad. You can see, like, you can see the grass in her nose and she's in a lot of pain. And um, Matt's really, Matt's really scared. And he says like the thought of losing her is making him realize how he really feels about her and you can tell that they this this kind of all the dates to make somebody like become more connected this is the one that definitely like you can tell it bonded matt and rachel because that really played up on
0: their emotions like their emotions were just like you know what like very very high and then we do see a jump cut there um where in one moment she is all like in grass (laughs) and like her hair messed up and everything and then the next moment we see her like with her makeup fixed and like you know she's sitting on the grass and stuff like that and she did mention that um they have to had to stop filming for a while to give her some medical care because she did hit her back um on on the on the ground very badly um she did have like her face was bruised up um and so she had to stop doing all that and then we see um them talking again um with her makeup and hair all fixed And then we see them kiss um, and Matt being nervous about, you know, losing her and whatnot. then we get into the evening portion of their day, which is meeting her family. And Matt is nervous again. Um, So... We see a preview of her dad being skeptical. Um, and we see them talking before ma and Rachel walks in and her dad he is very skeptical and I'm like, dun, dun, dun. We always have that one family where the dad's like, No, you're not getting my permission, like, you know, but at the end he's like fine like if she wants you then you know who am i to say no but still i don't like you or whatever um or like this process is not working um and then we see rachel say that she hopes matt asks her dad for a blessing and and then they walk in to the house and her dad, he had like after they all kiss and greet and we see Rachel cry a little bit uh, when she sees her family again. And then the dad, he's like, so young people spill the beans. And I, I started laughing so hard. It just <laughs> took me out. I, I was like, you know, the, the hello fellow kids meme. Also, somebody noticed that her dad <laughs> looks like Ponch from um, from the show Chips and I mean Eric Estrada who who plays punch he is you know he's cute and stuff like that and her dad kind of looks like him
1: he really he really had like some some heavy questions he was like it wasn't like oh I, I I really it wasn't um an emotional like oh I really care about this and you know I want the best so I have these questions it was just like no I don't think this could I don't think this could happen. So tell me why it could like convince me why you could fall in love with each other. And, and we um, see
0: Rachel, she's just craving her family's approval because she is trying to convince them that, you know what, like this is, this is working. They are falling for each other. And this is before they even split up mm-hmm. to talk to the parents where, you know, we see how close she is with her family. And then we see how much she, wants their approval for whatever she is doing um so that was very interesting to see that dynamic of you know um it and it was a little bit more it was a little different than than with michelle one more thing that i noticed is when rachel she sits down to talk to her mom she is her copy Rachel is a copy of her mom and her sister is a copy of her mom and they all look like they could be sisters.
1: Matt definitely tells his dad that the end goal is marriage. And he says, and he tells her dad that he is falling in love with Rachel and her dad's not really convinced. He says this is quick and unrealistic, which is a normal like concern for sure. Um, and Rachel tells her dad, no, I don't think Matt is falling in love with the other girls. And I thought that was really interesting. I'm not sure what she is seeing from the other girls or from Matt specifically, but you can tell that she definitely is working to convince her dad that this is a real relationship because she really does want Matt to ask for her dad's blessing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so they finally do get the support from dad. He's, it seems a little begrudging or whatever, but he's finally like, okay. It was
0: just a classical that, you know what, like, yes. I support you. Like, you know, I yes. trust your judgment and whatnot. Um, we do see when Rachel sits down with her mom, um, she asks her how it's going. And Rachel says that, you know, we had a little bit of a rough landing today. And she reveals that she's pretty bruised up and she has a lot of makeup to cover that. And that she is hurting, yet she's still there. Yeah, and then she also tells her mom that Matt really, really cares about her, um, even in like their interactions, and she wants her family to see that. And she tells her mom that if um, if Matt asks her to marry him, she will say yes.
1: Rachel's mom had to kind of be convinced at how serious that Rachel was taking it, and it was almost along with the 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 skydiving where it was like, no, I'm, I'm actually really hurting. And it was kind of interesting, not that it could be read into everything, but when Rachel's basically telling her mom, like, you can't even see how hurt I am right now mm-hmm. from the skydiving, I think it was also another way that she could point out, like, you can't see how much I've gone through to fall in love with this man. So in all of that, I think the family starts realizing, like, well, a lot more has gone on here than not.
0: So, And I don't think they yeah. understand the premise of the show Like when you are locked into a room With one, like, <laughs> you know And with like these yeah. many people And you're all competing for this one guy All you do is literally talk about them And you're thinking about mm-hmm. them And you're made to Like you're seriously made to fall in love with them
1: I think that when she says like she wants Um him to ask for her dad's blessing I think that might be what she wants because it would be a grounding back into reality where it's like okay this will be real all of these things that you know Matt says he's falling for me and I know that I'm falling for him but it all becomes very much real when Matt asks for my dad's blessing and my dad gets it because then that's real life
0: That would be a reassurance for her where she would be like, "Okay, if he is doing that, then he's serious. And then he is um, he's showing me that he actually is really meaning what he's saying. And like that will set her apart. And because I do think that the girls, they they probably talk about themselves about it. So if she can say that, like, Uh oh, he asked my dad for a blessing, then you know what? Like that sets her apart from the other girls. And that proves, you know, her, that she is special and that she's different and that he's serious.
1: Yeah. So they go, um, to their porch talk and Matt, Matt looks a little bit overwhelmed and, um, he tells Rachel, like, I told your dad that I'm, you know, in love. And he tells Rachel that he did not ask for her dad's blessing because, and this is, I love, I loved his answer for this. said he did not ask for her dad's blessing because he does not want to do that with four families. He says, if they get to that point, he will call her dad then and ask for his blessing. And I don't really understand why she's disappointed for any reason, but what we just talked about that, you know, she was really hoping for that to kind of like solidify that she was going to end up the one but I think that she should be proud of him for doing that. Cause that's a hundred percent integrity right there. And just very honest and saying like, you know, I'm going to make sure that I know it's you and not disrespect the other girls by doing that for you and not for them. You know, he's already had his date with Michelle and he didn't ask her father. So I thought that that was really, you know, classy move and i think he articulated it very well but she still has that as a desire for for their relationship so she was still understandably like disappointed
0: and she is telling the camera that she's afraid of losing him because of that because she did not get the reassurance that she was looking for and Mm it's i don't know like that kind of that did not rub me a wrong way, but I was I cringed a little bit because I was like, well, I understand why you are saying that, that you're afraid of losing him. But you also have to understand his reasoning. You know, mm-hmm. he reassured you so many times of like his oh, yeah. love and, and, you know, almost commitment to you that this is. You know, just because he did not do that one part that you wanted him to do, um, it doesn't mean that he's like, you're the next one being sent home.
1: So the next date is Brie, and Brie was the first one-on-one that Matt had.
0: They connect on the fact that they are from a single-parent home.
1: I think the first date, the person, the girls who get the first date, even the guys who get the first date, they are further behind than the other dates because it was so long ago mm-hmm. that those connections were formed. So their relationship is definitely you can tell like their chemistry and all is definitely further behind than the other girls.
0: Yes. Um and I mean maybe and the another reason for that is because Brie she is I was thinking a lot about this. Like why have we not seen a lot of interactions between Matt and Brie and she seems like a very rational person except quitting her job for him but (laughs) that's a conversation for another day or from last week but um she does not seem very fast with her emotions and like emotionally reactive she's very level-headed and chill I believe that she was more of a more one of the more boring contestants and the productions did not have a lot of interesting and i mean i'm not saying that this is a bad thing like being a being boring is not always bad um just the production did not have a lot of stuff on her um to show us so yeah, maybe they have like the conversations that they had with Matt. They were very level-headed. It was, you know, just very boring, regular day-to-day conversation of what's your favorite color and what's your favorite food. And, you know, even though some of us want to see that that does not make for a very interesting TV show. So I see, I, I, yeah. I do think that their relationship may be not as laid back as we are made to believe but I think their relationship is more rational and reasonable than others
1: yeah no I I think I think that too we saw that with um Sean and Catherine where she was kind of like you know in the background for most of the show and then even when he chose her it was a little bit like wait really like we didn't even see her the whole time and um so she wasn't necessarily like a predicted fan favorite or anything but then we found out later from Sean and Catherine that Catherine was um, having a little note-slipping campaign with him. So they were, they were making their own little connection that the cameras wouldn't have been able to see. Or so, it
0: would be too yeah. boring for the camera.
1: Oh, yeah. The, yeah, and they had people like Tiara, And so this season, we have people like Victoria. We don't need to focus on normal people like Bree. Um, so, yeah, so they have their their date, and they're going jeeping, and they're – you know, breeze driving and just, you know, going down this back country road. And all of a sudden, they like come into the water. And all I can imagine is like the producer sitting there with a bucket (laughs) filling up this dip in the road with water. Like, where did this water come from? (laughs) And so they end up in their own private field with horses. And of course, I'm just like, okay, well, this is gorgeous for the camera. I hope they're not like encountering anything undesirable, but.
0: Um... Like the, the mosquitoes from Peter and Maddie's
1: oh my Australia.
0: Goodness. So they are talking and Matt is, um, they're talking about their jobs. And Matt is telling her that he's worked since he was 12. Um, And they connect on that on the need you know to like to help their families and like support them and you know like bat for themselves and support themselves um Mm -hmm. since they do not they since they have only one parent and you know that parent has to be the mom and the dad so they both are come from single parent home with a mom um so they are connecting on on that and they are really vibing and they are progressing. And Matt tells us that they are progressing more and more through each day. And he tells her that he's hoping to see her mom and he is, and and then they come, uh, they start talking about the unconventional family. So again, we see that that was a very big bonding moment for them. Um, that, you know, they saw other, you know, nuclear families around them, um, and they felt a little bit excluded Mm -hmm. from that conversation uh, by not having a nuclear family, by not having that conventional mom and dad, Um, and they are, you know, they are loving how much their mom has been showing up for them, you know, being the mom and the dad, and Mm -hmm. doing all the parenting on their own, which is not always easy, but they both turned out as very decent people. So we see that both of their moms did a very great job at raising them.
1: I mean, Brie, you know, quit her job and, and all of that. We saw last week um, that she's willing to make sacrifices to, to create um, a life for herself. And that's, that's a significant thing that I think, comes from watching your parent do that. And so she actually says that she is falling in love for Matt or with Matt. So that was, that was, I, I believe that's the first time we've heard that from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with that, they go in to meet her family and, at first, I forgot that Bree's sister was a baby still. Okay, we did and not so- know
0: that. We did not. We are not given that information. We are like no. Okay,
1: we were, we were. Um, but it's been so long. Um, well, they so- did
0: tell at the beginning of the episode that we were missing uh, meeting her uh, sister. Um, or was it from no, the we- previews?
1: No, no. Um, when she has her first date with Matt. Um, this is something that I had forgotten until like into this date with her family. Um, when I saw her baby sister, it it reminded me of when she was the one that told Matt um that she was worried that her mom's new daughter and the in the life that she was creating, basically kind of starting over, you know, mm. with a new a new child that she was feeling a little bit like that she didn't really belong in that circle because of the age difference. It was it was creating some sort of insecurities for her. And that was really like, um, that was a lot for her to share right off because she clearly loves her baby sister and her mom. But I can definitely see like you're now an, an adult finding a husband, doing all of this stuff, have a career and your mom's not really there for that part of your life as much because she has a baby so so they did they did go through that a little bit
0: okay i i did forgot about that because that was so long ago that was like what (laughs) What? six weeks ago that we saw that (laughs) was a long time ago um so we do um later it came out and this is post-production and stuff like that that her mom had her at 13 and she that's why her mom is so young because at first when we get when we see when we meet her mom I was like she looks very very young and I mean I do have a very young mom Um, my mom had me when she was 20 so for the longest time we were you know mistaken for sisters and now that you know I'm 26 my mom is 46 and when we go places yeah some people are like oh sisters and we're like and no, mother and daughter. So that was very interesting <laughs> to see. But I I do have to command her mom. This is such a noble and honorable thing to do when you are 13. Like to actually right. bring the child into the world and not uh, getting rid of it. And then, you know, raising it without giving her away. I, I I do think that there was a lot of support for Brie's mom. And then she, because she had yeah. to grow up very, very early. And then we see that Brie, you know, she has this special connection with her mom. Um, So right. that was that was a very I don't know, this this this, this there. Their interaction was very heartwarming to me where because I was like, you can definitely see yeah. that, you know, that connection that they have because of their life circumstances.
1: Matt's very respectful of her mom's sacrifice as well. And he he showed her mom like a lot of respect and how he just even how he just answered. He's like, yes, ma'am. He's like because her mom was like um, calling him out pretty hard for, you know, you're dating a lot of girls and you know, he at first he was a, a little like defensive, like, oh, well, Bree's my first date. And you could tell like he really wants Bree's mom, mom's approval.
0: Yeah. And he started sharing at how similar um they were and, you know, like in their upbringing and also in their goals and their desires in um, in their life. And I have to say that when they go out talking, so they use the same uh filming location for all the families because we see matt and Bree's mom um sit in the same chairs that we see rachel and her dad um well matt and rachel's dad um have their conversation so and then her mom asks matt if he is in love with her and matt is telling her that he is falling for her
1: i believe what i what i heard but that he also admitted that he is not yet in love like he he clarified that I thought that was interesting because he definitely said like that he's falling in love with the other girls as well. But to clarify, like, no, I'm not yet in love with her. And with that, like her mom is worried that it's not love, that it's lust. Mm
0: -hmm. And then we do see the conversation between Brie and her mom. And Mm -hmm. Brie is telling her mom that she's falling in love, but she wants to be true to herself and she wants to be true to who she is. And she wants their speed of their relationship to be also, you know, true to who they were as a couple. Um, so the date ends. Um, this was a very short. yeah, You know, it was a very short hometown. Um, but we do not see Matt asking for blessing from Bree's mom. Um Right. And then they go outside and they have their porch conversation. And this was also very interesting because Brie, she is very, she's using, she's choosing her words very carefully. And she's like, well, I want to be true to myself. And I want to tell you that. And there was a pause. And for a second, I was like, you're breaking up with him, right? Um, And then she's like, I'm falling in love with you. And I I mean, literally my heart stopped for a second. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to break up with him. Um, But she does not. She tells him that she loves her. And then what did my say back to her? Thank you for sharing that with me. (laughs) I was like, okay, she's, I I don't think she's, I don't
1: think. Yeah, this isn't the one. Um, Nope. For as much as they have like similar upbringings and similar experiences that I don't, um, I don't think that that is how a relationship has to be like solidified is your similar life experiences. There has to be but, some
0: chemistry and they don't have a lot of chemistry.
1: No, they just don't. And we can, I, like I've been saying, Matt is very expressive about how he's feeling about these girls and everything on his face is biting his lip and all of these things. I just don't think that he is as into her as he is with the other girls at all at all of his body language from this date this was like the least expressive date
0: and um i think that them having that date in the first week as as you said earlier that might have had some effect on how on the on the progression of their relationship because it was so long ago and Matt he yeah. did confess to um he did confess to Abigail that he became comfortable and I do see that that level of comfort between them but then he feels comfortable and then he kind of stops working on that and he's pursuing yeah. other things um so i think that might have been the downfall of this relationship um that Matt became way too comfortable.
1: Yeah. Truly like if they had more time there's nothing that would say that they wouldn't have worked out in the long run, but he does have other relationships and those other relationships are if if those are what they are then he doesn't really have um, a ton of control over the fact that he just has more chemistry and more of a connection with someone else and it's just not enough alone time with another person to grow what they could flourish in the long run. But um, Brie tells the camera after she says that, she says um, that she's glad she won't have any doubts, but she leaves all of us, including Matt, it looks like, with some serious doubts about whether this relationship is going to be, you know, a long run or not. So then it jumps right into Serena's date and she is pumped. She is excited. She is like tons of energy. And she says that she's bringing Canada to Matt and wants him to be a true Canadian. And she,
0: uh, can I, I'm, I made an observation. And, and this is my personal thing. She kind of sounds like a cheerleader sometimes. She just has <laughs> a, like very, like a be and high pitched voice. And yes. I mean, it's not bad. But he, I was like, oh, like, you know. She's a delight, and I love watching her. And she's just so adorable and cute, but she kind of sounds like a cheerleader.
1: And I was kind of a little miffed for her sake because this date, I don't know who chose this, whether it was something she got to choose or not, but production needed to try harder for sure because they walk into a room and there's just Canadian flags on the television screens and flags hanging across the room. And there's a map on an easel, huh And then they go over and they do flashcards like,
0: like and like, like and Matt no. James doesn't know what a toboggan is. It's a sled. it's not a hat. <laughs> no a toboggan like,
1: I mean even if there's snow in New York you could know what a toboggan is. yeah so. I yeah so and then they do the the lineup of canadian food where they have uh poutine and, and that
0: was such an some... abomination i was like that is not how you serve poutine and then matt james is eating it with his hands and i like screamed at my tv and i was like what are you doing this is not how you eat poutine like you will take a fork And, like, you, like, mix it all together, like, all the goodness. And it looked cold and just very not.
1: Yeah, it did look cold. All of it looked cold. Because they also had ham. And, like, he was a sport. And she looked, like, very excited for the date but they had poutine and some sort of ham and then a funnel cake looking thing that I didn't really recognize. Um, I, I used to live near the Canadian border, so a lot of this looked somewhat familiar. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that he looked like totally grossed out with, but I didn't really understand, was the Nanaimo bars. Um, those are really yummy. <laughs> and he looked totally grossed out by it. I mean, maybe he doesn't like coconut or something. I don't know.
0: possible. But... I don't know. But like he... It does... I, that they did not look fun or enjoyable it was like no. a fourth, fifth grade geography class where it's like okay today we'll not fifth grade second grade geography class where it's like today it we scary. are learning uh, about canada so what do we know about canada how many points are on a canadian leaf
1: It was super boring, and it didn't really allow them to connect or get to know each other better or anything. And then they go outside and they do hockey, and I was like, finally, something fun to do. And she really does um, like come alive when she likes what she's doing, as we saw last week. Mm -hmm. But So they have fun with that, and I was glad for that to be over and on to the family part because that was just – Painful. It was very cringy.
0: (laughs) So, one, I have a note in my notes here. It says, I wrote that he looks like a baby moose on ice. (laughs) Because he was just like, he can, he can like slide and whatever sled. I don't know. What do you call it? I I don't know like he can stand on ice and he can thank you oh yeah I that word did not come to my (laughs) mind she I mean she's just running circles around him and she's so good at it and he like at one point like his feet like they go to the sides yeah so it was I was like
1: they could have done this as a whole day and it would have been much more reason to like hold on to each other and hold hands and laugh The rest of the day was just very painful. And so they go straight into meeting the family. And I'm just going to pause because girlfriend has style. I love her outfit. She's wearing like the camel brown leather pants and a very fuzzy white and gore looking sweater. And it was just stunning. I loved her whole style this season. So they go in to meet the family. And I I noticed like right away that... um, Serena is kind of just really enthusiastic and she is interrupting Matt a lot with her just giddiness, I think, which was cute. But um, we see some of the typical things of the family just worried about um, their daughter getting hurt. And this is where the date starts to really fall apart. As bad as it was with the the second grade geography lesson, Mm -hmm. like, the date really comes
0: unraveled. So we do see when, so when we get introduced to their family, her mom is just so spunky and cute. And Serena is a lot like her mom in that sense. And then her sister tells us that it was her idea with the stool, because when Serena was introduced herself to Matt, she stood on the stool um, to be on the same, um, on the same height level. Yeah. So and she tells us that she challenges Matt. And then, um, when they go into a conversation, um, she, um, tells I believe it was to her mom that she Matt checks all her boxes that she has for her future husband and mm-hmm. that Serena she is catching up. To his feelings, and this is coming from last week's episode where we see them on the tandem no tantric yoga date, where she mm-hmm. is telling us that they are not like where we observe that they are not on the same you know level in their you know chemistry wise. Um, yeah. So apparently, it did not get better like this week right. um, because she is telling her mom that she is not there with him. But she is, you know, slowly catching up. And we do really see those doubts. They start coming through. Um, And, you know, she's having doubts of getting engaged to somebody who she knows for such a short amount of time. Um, And then she sits down with her sister and Talia, her sister, she makes an observation that Serena does not look smitten with Matt. Right. And Serena's like, yeah, I am in my head. And she's saying that she is left uh, with more. uh, She's left more confused and with a lot of doubt. Um, And then she tells. um, uh, So she she also sits down with her mom and she is telling her that Matt is intellectually stimulating her. And then they talk about Serena's last relationship. And I I, I really wanted right. them to maybe like expand on that to tell us what. Okay, I don't want them to get into like all the personal details of it. But I would like to know what have they done that like really hurt her and that is making her be so in her head in this relationship.
1: Yeah, well, and the same thing happened with Michelle where, um, you know, they they kind of talk about how, you know, she was really hurt in her past relationship and they don't really tell us or I don't know if this is editing or, or if the girls just weren't, you know, elaborating on it. But um, yeah, this is the second time we've seen like, they're coming into this with a lot of hurt from the past. And we don't know what that is. We don't know why, why these past relationships are really like causing them to hesitate in moving forward with Matt or even just moving forward in a relationship. But they, she tells her dad that she's not a thousand percent sure. And she tells her mom that she has doubts, deep doubts. And so this is, we're seeing right away that... Serena meeting or seeing her family is not like the other girls where they were all like, yeah, no, I just really like him. And I want you to like him. She's basically getting a full on reality check and they're telling her like, no, you don't seem like you're in love. You don't seem like you're sure of this and you're in your own head and you're holding back. Um, so she definitely looks like she's scared of getting hurt. Um,
0: Yes. And they so, yeah. do do seem very mismatched. So they go outside to talk uh, on the porch and she looked like she was freezing there. Um, She just sat there and I was like, Matt, give her your jacket or something like it looks very, very cold. Um, But Matt is encouraging her. He's just telling her how wonderful she is and, you know, how much she likes her. And there's just you can really see that Matt is into her. And she's not into him. Um, So we do get to observe that the the mismatched chemistry. um, And we do not see that they um, tell each other that they love. You know, they do not tell each other that they love each other. Um, And then when he leaves... Um, she says to the camera that she's scared of getting engaged and she is not there and hometowns did not bring her the clarity that she needed.
1: Yeah. It almost gave her more confusion and fear. And so, and, and she tells, she told Matt that, you know, she kind of did express to him like, you know, everything that she was kind of struggling with. And I, it, she was actually surprised at how calm Matt handled all of her insecurities and doubt but then when matt is processing all of the hometowns we see that it starts to kind of sink in what that meant and what serena's insecurities and what these doubts that she has how that kind of compares with his relationships with the other people and we see that in the
0: conversation that he has with chris uh, chris harrison
1: and i've never seen chris do this matt saying he's never felt this way and he's gotten validation but he's concerned about Serena. He doesn't know where she's at. And um she has a lot more questions. And I've never seen this or I don't remember seeing it. But Chris actually says that he advises Matt to go spend more time with Serena before he hands out a rose. And I was really glad about that because usually all we see is um okay, well do you know what you're gonna do? Mm-hmm. And then it's on to the roses. But he basically says, no, go get this settled. Like, you need to get this clarity. So Matt goes in to see Serena.
0: That was part of their, you know, internal knowledge that they have. Because it did feel like Matt he really saw Serena as maybe like his I don't know if not final one maybe like final two you know like somebody who he really wanted to have like he wanted her to reciprocate his feelings and she did not um yeah so he I think my question was was she his true final one um did she you know because he did spend the most time with her like they had two one-on-one dates um you know they, they we see him talking to her all the time and he even tells that to the camera that you know i spent the most time with her and yet she is not there like what else can i do to provide the validation and he tells us that they need to have an honest uh conversation at this point and we Start hearing this ominous music that don't ton, do ton, where they're just mm-hmm. you no know, like we're like okay something bad is about to happen, um, and then we see they them sit down and they start talking, um, and Michelle uh, not Michelle uh, Serena, she says uh, that she thought it was fear at the beginning. But as she's analyzing and processing things more and more, um, it looks like it's something different. And then she drops the yeah. bombshell on him that she doesn't believe he's her person.
1: She says that she thinks Matt has everything she wants in a husband, but her feelings for him aren't there. And she thought at first she was scared, but then says, no, you're just not my person. And that broke Matt, Matt seems really sad.
0: I, yeah, I think it that broke.
1: stunned him for sure. It
0: really broke him. Um, he just looked like he was about to cry. And I just wanted to like give him a hug. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to leave. And then she asks if she can walk Matt yep. out. And I was like, I started laughing. Yep. I was like, we've never seen the lead being walked out of his own show. <laughs>
1: I was, I felt so bad because he, you could tell he was trying so hard to just hold it all in and keep it together. But he had, he was visibly shocked and he was just like, okay. And then she walks him out and he's just done. And then we cut to, you know, it was just like, okay, yeah, over and done with. And he basically just like accepted her feelings, hugged her and left and, he says to the camera that, you know, like typically what he wants to do is just run away from difficult conversations, but you don't get things resolved that way. And so he, he wanted to talk to her and now this is how it was resolved. And his tears were just heart wrenching. Yeah. Oh my gosh, buddy. (laughs) That was really hard.
0: Yes. And so we get into the the rose ceremony part of this Mm -hmm. um of this episode and we just see the women they are coming in and Michelle she's walking in and her dress like her black dress she looks like a queen the only thing that was missing was like a crown and she just slayed like she was so fierce um just I don't know. I loved her dress. I mean, I actually... All of the girls. All of them. And then Brie, she is wearing this um, fierce uh, turtleneck dress. Her dress,
1: high-necked black dress with long sleeves, an open back, and a small gold chain right at the waist, at the back. I... I wanted to go buy that dress, but I know I'll never look as good <laughs> as her in it. So I was loving that dress. I mean, they the girls, I would say, as of the last several episodes, I've, I've just been loving their style. I mean, like,
0: they've, they've been having, so I mean, we've been seeing some very, very beautiful dresses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then we see Rachel in blue. And I mean, mm-hmm. blue is really Rachel's color. Uh, you got to give it to yes. her. She looks amazing and fantastic in it. But also, do you remember when she had that date with Matt, like the little princess date with Matt, and she wore that blue dress and he said that she, he likes it? I'm like, maybe she also is yes. wearing blue because of Matt. But I mean, they also That's have sissy, to yeah. like, pack blue dress, like they have to pack 14 row ceremony dresses. um when as they're coming in so she had a few blue dresses that she wore throughout the season so maybe her favorite color is blue but i one thing i mean it it was a beautiful dress but then she has like this little straps at the front where they like overlap and they're like ruched and that looked a little interesting (laughs) so my mom is a seamstress and she makes dresses and she's like if you will have um if you're using like satin fabric that's like super shiny you do not want to have like harsh mm-hmm. ruching lines you want to have some very very soft flowy um lines um so it would you know like it can be curve hug- hugging and all this other stuff but it has to be like flowy it cannot be like broken yeah i'm looking at it now and it is a uh, like a uh,
1: royal sat of royal blue satin dress um with a deep V and there's two ruched satin like cross panels that go past go across her waist um, like and it creates kind of an X like right on her torso
0: yes and that is not very flattering visually because you're bringing like attention of like you know towards the stomach area where it's like you know usually you don't want to do that
1: Yeah, the color is really, really good on her and her, the way that she does her hair straight and down with the the dress is really pretty, but um, overall the dress, even on the model is not, um, it's not the greatest greatest, like look, but uh, if you want it, it is a Windsor dress and apparently as of two days ago, it was $21.97 and on sale. (laughs) $21.97?
0: Twenty one dollars and ninety seven cents. Oh, okay. You know what? I I do. So I do appreciate when they take these. You know, th- when they do not spend thousands on like dresses. I mean, oh, there yeah. is a time and place for like a thousand dollar dress. Like the last the final rose dress or whatever yeah. but like you know some some of them did say that they go they went thrifting and they had like their their entire like wardrobe being mm-hmm. thrifted um if you remember elise i think she's she was from colton season or was it she, was okay. she from aries season yeah. i don't remember um but she said that her whole entire wardrobe that she bought a bra in it was all thrifted her beautiful, that's
1: amazing, elegant I love that.
0: dress. She was like, "Nope, I bought it from Goodwill for like ten bucks," and I was like, "Queen, good for you." <laughs> yes another thing brie she had her hair in like so i i have to give it to brie for her hairstyles this season because she wore her hair all kinds of ways and we were talking about her dress and like her open back and then she has like this high ponytail and her hair is very long and mm-hmm. it just like swings across her back it was very sexy it was beautiful
1: <laughs> yeah and I'm I'm looking at the other girls' dresses from that night, and Michelle's dress was a nookie gown, $250 on sale as of a couple days ago when this was posted. Absolutely stunning, stunning dress. Black off the shoulder with um like a mermaid bottom. And then Breeze dress, Michael Lee Sordo X Revolve dress, $297 on sale. And, um, yeah, her style, I've just been loving, like all of the girls have had pretty, um, trendy, obviously, and all that, but like, I really like Bree's style and I like, um, Serena's style. Yes. Very, very cute. Very comfortable, which hashtag mom life. But still, <laughs> I like when I see like styles on people that I'm like, oh, I could, I could do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, but they start. They all show up, and then they notice. Oh wait, Serena's not showing up. Where is she? What's going on? And they're just kind of whispering to each other. And Matt shows up. Well, he tells Chris before that um, he beforehand that this is always a fear that with the other woman. But um, he has to reassure them where he's at with each one of them, and he's hoping that the other girls will accept his rose. And so he tells the girls "I that Serena's not coming, and um, she chose to leave. And then he tells them, please only accept this rose if you can see an engagement at the end. So he offers the first rose to Michelle, who accepts without hesitation, she says. And I thought that was sweet. And then the next rose goes to Rachel. And the final rose goes to Brie.
0: Yes. And we um and then we see Bree questioning um her last rose. She was like, "Well, why was I the last rose?" And I thinking about it, I do believe that if Serena wouldn't have left, Bree would be the one yeah. that would go home next.
1: I think so too.
0: But they are all excited because they are going into the fantasy suite next week. And then oh, we see the promo for Women Till All. Uh, so next week. It's going to be a poop show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we see Matt's new beard. Oh, and God. we see that the Dave's women are every bit... And wants
0: his beard back. I'm sorry. That's not a good look on Matt. Like, no. Get rid of that. Like, just... Like, no.
1: I think I like... I think... I think I like him with a beard. If it was a different style of a beard,
0: maybe. I mean, he looks good with scruff, or like with yes. a, with even with like a five o'clock shadow, like long, like you know, it can be a little bit longer. But I mean, not like a caveman beard that he's he's sporting, <laughs> and. You know what? Like, give it back to James Harden. He's the only one who can pull that off. That's his signature look. <laughs> it's not a good look on you, Matt. Like, no, you have a very nice jaw. Oh, you have a very nice so face. Funny.
1: Well, women and women tell all. I don't really want any of them to tell anything. I need them all to just stop talking because they've all just behaved horrendously, and I just think it's going to highlight just how toxic a lot of the behavior was and i just don't want any more of that but you know and we do
0: see i i don't think we have all the women there because he did have 35 women um but yeah. we do see Serena P and um t- telling her side of the story we do see Serena C talk to James uh, uh to James to Matt James um why she left and then we see Victoria um trying to and I'm like, I don't care what you have to say anymore. Like, you are not, <laughs> like you you opening your mouth and talking is not bringing any constructive anything constructive into this world. Like, just you know what? Like, we let's let's collectively forget that Victoria exists. And then we see Katie talk about um, her time and why she did. Things that she did, um, which were good things, uh, standing up for other girls. And then we do see Abigail, question Matt. Um, And on the, when I saw Abigail, I had one thought. If Serena C uh, or Serena P, if she would have self eliminated a little bit earlier, I think that Abigail would still be there.
1: I'm, it would be final four. But I do think that Matt's relationships with the other women were definitely further along. I think it was kind of
0: inevitable. I think she would have been um, like final three because I do see him like his the the chemistry with Rachel and Michelle. Like it was trumping any other um any uh, mm-hmm. chemistry. But like Brie, we did not see a lot of, you know we did not see a lot of happening with her. So I do think that like Abigail, she probably would have taken the spot of Brie or, you know, Serena P in that, you know, final four or final three or however many, but we do get a a glimpse at the steamy fantasy suites that will happen the week after. And then we get into bloopers. Only saw him biking with Michelle and just, being that 12 year old soul that he is he's just riding in circles around Michelle and you know she's like you're gonna crash and he's like oh no I won't and then guess what happens he crashes and then like we see the chain is so now
1: he's busted a car and a bike (laughs)
0: And then he had the ATV accident with Brie on their first one-on-one. So Matt James cannot be trusted with a vehicle. Like, doesn't matter if he has pedals, (laughs) like, you know, a bike or ATV or a car. Like, he is, he's not a safe driver. (laughs) (laughs) But he
1: knows how to have fun and he has a great sense of humor. So... Oh, goodness. Yeah, those are... I want more bloopers. So hopefully the best part of next week is some really good bloopers. They guys.
0: better give us like ready. 10 minutes of bloopers because I do not care what... <laughs> Let's just have half of it. I don't, no, the whole entire episode. Because I do not care <laughs> about a single thing that they have to say. That's it. Like, I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully we'll like if anything good comes out of it maybe we'll see that they're going to have katie be bachelorette or maybe even abigail i would love to see either of those two be announced as our next bachelorette that would be really awesome so with that the episode is done and we're gonna try to get this uh season wrapped up as quick as possible so
0: yeah we have what three more episodes I yes, so. we do have the fantasy uh we have the women tell all next week and then we have the fantasy suites or or are they flipped? I don't remember. And then we have the final rose and after the final rose um that will be coming up. And I can't believe how fast this season has been happening. Like I I do feel yeah. like this we are at the end of February already. How did that happen? Like where did the time go?
1: Yeah, it's just flying by so which you know i think for this season i'm i'm happy to uh come on let's let's move along let's (laughs) let nat find his person so we can be done with this i'm very curious to see how it turns out and i hope it i hope it does end in love and i hope that you know he's happy and you know yes
0: and i'm super excited to see who the next bachelorette will be and just to see that happen
1: yeah yeah it'll be interesting well all right we'll talk to you all next week or see you talk to you
0: thank you you so much for listening to us those of you who heard our first episode last week um, we did get some feedback Um, thank you so much for that Um, if you could leave Some reviews. I believe it it started coming up on Apple Podcasts, right?
1: Yeah, we would really appreciate the reviews. That would be awesome.
0: And you know what? We appreciate your support. We appreciate you listening to us. And I hope you have a fantastic day and a fantastic week. And we will talk to you next time. Bye.